Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Market Bites. I'm Sam. And I'm Josh. And we're here to break down three of the hottest financial events that happened this week, so you can keep your finger on the pulse, on your way to work, at the gym, wherever and whenever you have time to get updated. Please remember that this podcast is intended for educational and informational purposes only. Stay tuned for additional disclosures at the end of today's episode. So, are you ready? Here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of Market Bites. Good to have you all with us today. Please do remember to like, share, subscribe if you're on YouTube. In the hot seat with me today is our global market strategist, Ben Laidler. Ben, how are you? Yeah, good. Uh, Honoured to be back. Thank you. Well, it's good to, to have you back. I mean, this time a week ago, though, we were in hotter climates. Of course, we were in Abu Dhabi for the finance week, which was great. Uh, but now back to reality, back in the cold. Uh, we're not bitter at all, are we? Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, subjects today, then, we we're going to talk about Uber uh, and its inclusion into the S&P 500, what that means. Good, bad, ugly. Uh, we'll talk about the weight loss uh, industry and stocks that have done well, not so well, what that means for the future. And then we're also going to talk about Spotify as well, which has had a, a pretty good run as of late. All sound good? Yeah, fantastic. First up, then, let's talk about Uber, uh, which is trading near its high of the year. In fact, you know, yesterday it went up and traded around 60 bucks before coming off a little bit, literally near its all-time uh, high. Uh, why do you reckon this is? I mean, is it solely down to the, the confirmation that from December the 18th they're going to be included in the S&P 500? You know, what does an inclusion mean from a historical point of view? Is it generally a good thing? Well, I think being included in the world's most important stock index is probably a good thing. Um, but I also just think it's the icing on the cake of what has been a really great year of improving fundamentals for Uber. Uh, just to throw some stats at you, so Trip's growth for them is up 25% year over year. Uh, they've just reported their second straight quarter of profitability. It has taken them 14 years to get there. But, you know, they do seem to be making it. Uh, and they announced, they've announced some pretty good guidance for the sort of key Christmas quarter where we're all sort of zooming around and getting things delivered, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, this together has helped propel the stock over 130% this year. Now, that also means they're going to have to keep delivering because you're now on 50 times PE ratio, three times price to sales. But, you know, point being, uh, there's a lot of strong fundamental momentum there. And the decision to be included in the S&P 500, as I say, is, is sort of the icing on the cake. Uh, but it is quite a big deal, right? There's an estimated $7 trillion with a capital T in passive money that needs to replicate these indices in the US. So like your you know, SPY ETF. So if, you, you know, if Uber now gets added to the index um, uh, next week, all these funds will now need to go out and buy Uber to properly... Uh, replicate you know that index mm. um you know this inclusion has been also very overdue i mean uber's got a market cap of 120 billion i think the you know the benchmark for inclusion is closer to sort of 15 to 20 billion what's been keeping them out is you need to be consistently profitable so now that they posted that sort of second quarter of, of profitability they've sort of been ushered in um i guess the sort of caveat you know, other stocks have seen a sort of run up in their stock price into the S&P 500 inclusion and then a bit of a sort of technical hangover afterwards. 
I remember Airbnb, you know, mm. very similar name, right? Big tech platform, finally reached profitability, went into the index, you know, I think last quarter, you know, therefore had a big summer rally and, uh, you know, it's been basically settling down since. So, you know, that's all technicals. You know, it shouldn't stop, keep you out sort of longer term. It shouldn't detract from the fundamentals. But, you know, I would typically, there's a bit of strength into the inclusion, a little bit of weakness afterwards. Yeah, almost sort of like the buy the rumour, sell the fact kind of thing. And it's quite interesting. We talked about it yesterday uh, on a webinar that we do for, uh, on Monday, I should say, a webinar we do for our club members it's about how Uber is near its all-time high. And if you were a trader, short, medium term, who who managed to get in near the lows or even around 37, 40 bucks, which was a technical breakout, it's probably not a bad place now to take a little bit of profit. Where the last time we traded here back in uh, 2021 March, share price dropped to its lowest point, 67%. I'm not saying that's going to happen again, of course, but it was a place where it did. So I think it would be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of weeks just in in the build up to that and then after uh but uh yeah it's come off of those higher levels a little bit yesterday uh, i was just having a look just while you were speaking just at the s p 500 there's still 199 stocks they're actually down year to date 23 in the nasdaq uh so it's still been an interesting year for for most but some yeah still down there's uh the median uh percentage total year-to-date returns 5.3 the mean 9.87 return uh next up for us to talk about then is the weight loss industry uh, and stocks that have benefited but also ones that haven't uh when weighing up this area ben how are we seeing it what is tipping the scales in favor of positively returning stocks compared to ones that have struggled a bit more yeah loving the puns here keep them coming (laughs) so um you know the development of these so-called glp1 weight loss drugs um that actually work uh, really holds out, you know, positive hope for, you know, frankly, at this point, nearly half of the world population that is classified as overweight. So absolutely, you know, gargantuan market. Mm. Uh, and this has powered the performance of, you know, Nova Nordisk, Eli Lilly, which are the only two big companies with, you know, these proven weight loss drugs out in the market today. So that's the good news. The, you know, less good news, at least from a stock market perspective, is that you know these positives have been more than outweighed by the stocks that are seen as potentially losing from this uh, uh, fr- from these GLP one drugs? That you know, as people lose weight, they're going to need less diabetes products. They're going to need less orthopedic surgeries. They're going to need less medical devices. They're going to eat less fast food or snacks. You know, on and on and on. Um, so stocks in these areas have sold off really sharply. You know, this year. Uh, and this is more than outweighed in stock market terms, the boost from these two GLP-1 uh, producers. And frankly, single-handedly dragged down the sort of healthcare and consumer staple sectors this year, which you frankly would have expected to do quite well, being reasonably defensive, good cash flows, you know, et cetera, et cetera. They've actually been some of the worst performers this year because of the sort of downside to this weight loss drug you know, adoption. Uh, so, you know, they have underperformed Eli Lilly and Nova Nordisk by something like 70% this year. They've underperformed the S&P 500 by 30%. So some pretty big numbers. And I guess, you know, I would lean against that a little bit, right? I think we've maybe priced in a little bit too much, a little bit too quickly. This GLP-1 adoption, whilst I think huge over time, will be gradual. You know, these drugs are very costly. 
the real supply bottlenecks in there. Um, you know, it's going to take time. Uh, and companies in the meantime won't be standing still. They're going to be adjusting their products. They're going to be adjusting their marketing. Um, and there will be offsets. Uh, you know, just to maybe take the orthopedics example, right? If less people may need knee, knee surgery mm. if, you know, I'm, if, if, if I've lost some weight. But maybe that means I'm going to go and take more exercise and, you know, damage my knee and have knee surgery regardless. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of these sort of things going on. I just think it's a little bit too early. We've seen this massive sell-off. I think there's going to be a little bit of a sort of reconsideration, um, you know, from here, given the dramatic underperformance we've already seen of many of these names. Yeah, unlike the market to get too carried away, hey, um, as always. Uh, I was just having a look at Eli Lilly and, and Novo Nordisk there, of course, have had an amazing 2023 and been on a you know lovely upward trend for more than just this year. But it, from a psychological perspective, it must be hard for investors that have seen this, missed it or missed an entry or thought, oh, it's not going to go right now. And you're, you're now so high up that you think, well, it's too late for me to join the party. So I wonder if there are people just saying, you know what, you know identify a certain area that if it drops 10 20 percent i might start building a position because it has just you know gone incredibly high i mean just from eli Lilly's perspective march the 6th which was sort of a lower point this year i mean from there it's already up you know 89 percent to where we're trading now which is remarkable and you feel like well if i was to get in now is how much is left so i wonder if there are a few people just sort of waiting for a potential dip let us know in the comments if you're on youtube uh one market that experienced a dip for a while uh spotify i mean it had its all-time high back in march as well 2021 uh before making a low in october last year and that was a drop of around 80 percent, which is is crazy uh earlier this week they pushed back above 200 dollars a share that low that i mentioned in october last year was at 69 which is, you know, shows us how remarkable that run has been. Uh, the headline was they're looking to cut uh, a certain percentage of their staff. I think it was around 17%. Is this the prime reason maybe we've seen that sort of push this week? I mean, it always seems a bit harsh, doesn't it, when people lose jobs and the market goes up. Uh, but I guess that's just the way it is. Is it as simple as a company slowing that they are, uh, showing that they're cost-cutting and, and the market likes it? Yeah, market's been pretty, you know, unsentimental as, <laughs> uh, you know, as always. But, you know, take a step back, streaming now, you know, absolutely dominates the recording music industry. Mm. And it's led the industry's reinvention, frankly, over the last couple of decades after its sort of near-death experience from digital piracy. And the industry is still growing at near mm. sort of double-digit rates. And there's, frankly, plenty of growth runway. Um, I think, you know, 40 to 50% of global streaming subs come from the US and UK. Right. So the rest of the world, I think there's still plenty of growth opportunity and Spotify is basically the leader there. Um, you know, they've seen re-accelerating growth this year. I think they're on track to add something like 100 million new subscribers this year. Uh, and they're targeting to become you know, consistently profitable. Again, you know, it's taken them a while. They're not quite there yet. But part of this cost cutting plan is to, you know, get to they have, a, I think, a 30 percent gross margin target which is pretty respectable they're not there yet and this is them taking a you know, big step in that direction uh you know a big jobs cut will speed that process uh and of course it comes after they've moved to cut back on expenses elsewhere most notably um their expensive sort of expansion into into podcasts but in many ways they're late to this cost rebalancing trend rather than at the forefront um you know if you remember back to the sort of pandemic boom 
Uh, they've doubled headcount since then, mm. as you know, many tech companies you know did to uh, take advantage of this pan- t- pandemic sort of work from home boom. But most of the rest have spent the last eighteen months, you know, cutting mm. back on headcount, laying people off, boosting their profit margins. So Spotify, I think, is you know very late to this, uh, and I would see it as sort of part of that trend. But that doesn't mean the market's not rewarding them, as you say. You know, stocks already up. You know, 150 percent this year, and this announcement um, is, um, uh, you know, maybe extending that a little bit more. Yeah, it's uh, been an unbelievable run uh, since October, December, November last year, um, and it's actually at a point now trading at 200 bucks uh, a share as of yesterday's close, where it's been a really interesting level uh, historically. I and mean, if we go back to just after the IPO, July 2018, it was a level that marked the high. Uh, which then followed a 47% move lower. When we finally broke through that in June 2020, it then led to a run higher of around 96%. Then the next time we traded at 200 was August 2021, where it found support uh, and pushed higher 51%. We then broke below it in January 2022, and it acted as resistance, which then led to a move lower of 65%. We're trading right on there now. The bulls would obviously want to see us break above the bears uh would would like to see a little bit of resistance uh for those uh that want an interesting fact yesterday ben and i were having our uk office christmas party and one of the questions and i'm going to ask it to you ben just to see how good your memory is um was in 2022 which artist had the most streams did you remember the answer it was like a Puerto Rican rapper or something. I'm not even going to try and pronounce the name. But I, I must get at least half a mark. I, no, I'm giving you half a point there. Um, Bad Bunny, um, who I thought was a female singer, is yeah a um, a male Puerto Rican rapper. Uh, but yeah, something uh, new every day for you to learn there. Uh, and on that bombshell, we're going to wrap it up there for for this week ben as usual thank you very much for for joining yeah thanks everyone take care you have been listening to digest and invest by etoro for more information use etoro.com this podcast is for information and education purposes only and should not be taken as investment advice a personal recommendation or an offer of or solicitation to buy or sell any financial instruments. This material has been prepared without taking into account any particular recipient's investment objectives or financial situation and has not been prepared in accordance with the legal and regulatory requirements to promote independent research. Past performance is not an indication of future results.